all civilizations either become spacefaring or extinct. Carl Sagan We open on a ship moving through space. The ship is small and unassuming, a technological marvel of human engineering, with a rounded nose cockpit like so many planes throughout history, and two wings with rear rockets. Wings here describes their function but not their appearance, as one could only say when comparing them to the whole of the animal kingdom that they most resembled the flippers of a seal bent and arched away from the head of the craft. The whole of the ship is a gray color, unanimously agreed upon by the Sahara Board of Trustees, a group until who very recently was held in high esteem and among the elites and who were also, until recently, alive. This ship while a construction of the talented and often overworked employees of Sahara's science division, no longer held any loyalties or bowed to the authority of Sahara. A building filled with all the assets of said company exploding into dust will change anyone's outlook on continuing to file reports with their higher-ups. It is also worth noting that any reports would have to go through a data stream so long that by the time you got any response at all to your inquiry, two decades would have passed, and your interest in the response will likely have wavered. Knowing all this, we zoom in on a set of cryopods off the main dining area of the ship. There are three in a row against one wall and a final pod facing the others on the opposite wall. This lone chamber is empty, but for the row of three contains three sleeping astronauts. A relatively anatomically correct female android approaches the pods and activates the shutoff sequence on the wall panel. This android is roughly five feet tall with a shiny chrome plating. Her body resembles a painting mannequin with ball joints for articulation. Her head has two small antennas in place of ears, and her mouth does not move as she mutters to herself about nothing in particular. Aside from the soft mechanical mutters of this android and the hum of the various electronics on this ship, it is quiet. We zoom in on the pod closest to the door in the row of three, and inside is a chilled human sickle. Demi, would you please describe what your character looks like? My character, named Yang Yuhuan, is five foot four, um, of Chinese descent, has very long, I'm talking about to their ankles, black hair, with the last foot of their hair about dyed rose pink. Now, the way that they get away with this is that, you know, professionalism, they just roll it up into a ball and make sure the pink can't be seen, but it's there. Straight bangs. They also have straight bangs. Um, they have a pretty slender face with, like, defined features, but not, like, gaunt. Um, and exaggerated, not like Maleficent exaggerated, but you can tell the cheekbones are there. They also have like pretty like muscular legs and um like average arms. Yeah, that's that's pretty much them. I uh, hope that is descriptive enough. Yeah. So your eyes pop open as you rise slowly to consciousness. The pod door opens and the android helps you climb out. You're having a hard time piecing together who and where you are. Maybe your brain spent a little too much time on ice, but you feel wrong somehow. It's the kind of feeling you get when you go to sleep and wake up somewhere new and don't remember how you got there. But it's more than that, this place, or more than just this place that is wrong. It's your body that feels wrong and foreign. Before you have time to speak or contemplate what is going on, the android is pulling someone else out of a pod. 
Andrew, could you please describe your character? Uh, yeah, so my character's name is Lieutenant Sampson. Uh, he is a military officer for the Sierra... Uh, Sahara. Sahara, sorry. Sahara program, or anyways. Uh, and Corporation. Corporation. <laughs> New to the podcast, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. It's a, it's a corporation. Um, so he is a uh, 6'1", uh, Caucasian man with um, a nice, high and tight military haircut. And uh, his one piece of flair is his massive handlebar mustache that he takes way too much care of. Um, So, yeah, other than that, his proportions are pretty normal. Um, He's well built from his time in the military up until now. So, yeah, that's pretty much that's our that's our guy. All right. The android helps you to your feet, Lieutenant Samson, and you see Yang Yuhuan looking at you, but also past you. Before you can say anything yourself, you feel a horrible gurgle in your stomach as you vomit heavily onto the floor. You were briefed on cryosickness before, but never expected it to be as bad as this. You pant slowly as your liquid vomit seeps through the grating in the floor, leaving the chunks of your last meal above too big to fit. The android then moves past you and lays a hand on the third and final pod and lets out a sigh. Though she is a robot, you could almost swear there was a hint of sadness to her sigh. Inside this pod is a man with dark brown skin, a muscular build, and a very short buzz cut that is starting to get patches of gray in it to match the gray specks in his goatee. While Yu Huan is having a hard time remembering who this is or anyone else in this room for that matter, you, Samson, know him to be Gregory Argyle, security specialist and longtime friend. Android does not open his pod. Android, what's wrong with uh, Gregory over there? Argyle, uh, it seems he's... Well, I noticed it several months back. He He's started to develop a blood disorder. Uh, it would have been very rare and difficult to tell in our initial testing uh, when you were picked for this mission, but if we let him out of this cryosleep, he will die in 24 hours. The only thing keeping him alive is the pod. For his own safety, I cannot authorize opening it. Two other matters. I'm afraid Captain Mark Antes is dead. He seemed fine a few hours ago, but we began hurtling towards a subspace anomaly, Class J-Alpha-13, that appeared out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, we were somewhere else, and and I realized there must be something wrong with the captain, because he began shouting, and he never shouted. It was too late that I realized cryosleep had damaged his cerebral cortex, and it must have given him him psychosis, uh, and his brain was sick. Too late, however, to realize this to prevent him from using the ship's only service weapon to put those sick brains everywhere in the cockpit. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) So, we are... Samson and uh, Yuhuan, you know that J-Alpha-13 is a uh, wormhole. That's the, that's the classification that they give to a wormhole. Um, so what she's telling you effectively is that your ship, while everyone was asleep, um, went through a wormhole, and you are now not in the Andromeda system, which is where you were supposed to be. Uh, and android will kind of tell you she doesn't know where you are but yeah you're definitely not where you're supposed to be and 
uh, that's bad. It's very bad. And and then she, and then she says, also, um, there is a stowaway on board that should be dealt with at some point. What? Yuhan looks a little like nervous and begins to step back. Are you doing okay? Uh, I, I know that waking up from cryosleep can be challenging, but um, I do refer, of course, to our, our to a stowaway. I found the pod in the um, in the cargo bay downstairs uh, a couple of months ago. I wanted to have Mark Andes make a dis- uh, decision about it, but things got out of hand, and I need somebody else to take take lead of that i i am not authorized to do to make any decisions for the crew well you sounds like uh we better go figure this out um let's go ahead and take a look at the cargo bay real quick uh why do you keep calling me you what are you talking about i'm lieutenant sampson what do you mean are you are you all there? I snap and snap in his face. You are you all there? You Juan. Okay, Yu Juan starts looking at their hands and pressing pressing their forearms to feel organic fleshy matter and it seems off for some reason. Not sure why. Um Yuhuan's kind of feeling, feeling their face and hair and seems a little confused. Yuhuan's head starts to kind of hurt and there's like a ringing in their ears and they squint and grab their head and look back up at Samson and vaguely... Suddenly finds Lieutenant Sampson's face familiar and asks, uh, okay, so I take it like we're, we're awake and we've gone through a wor- wormhole somewhere. According to the android, that's where we're at right now. Um, did you get all the rest of it or do you need to be debriefed again? Um... I feel like I heard it in bits and pieces. Um, the captain's dead. Unfortunately, uh, yes, I haven't. We have. I've not had time to go assess that situation. But um, Android, can we? Can you help me? Uh, let's go ahead and get you Juan uh, looked at here real quick. Sure, I would be happy to to take you into the medical bay and provide you an analysis. Uh. Thanks, Android. I don't know why, but, like, it feels sometimes as if I'm in a dream. Like, I'm here, and then I'm saying I'm somewhere else. And I know, I know that can't really be accurately explained for being awake for mere minutes, but I could have sworn I was awake, and now I'm here, and, and it's weird. I don't know what's going on. Um... Yeah, okay, Samson, um, how are, okay, and you feel, you feel okay? Uh, it seems that I'm... You get, like, another gurgle in your stomach. 
<laughs> as the ship lurches a little bit. If, uh, I am uh, experiencing some uh, cryo sickness. A, uh, nothing I can't be able to get over here in the next little while. Um, let's go ahead and have... I should be okay. Let's go ahead and have you checked out. So I'm going to usher him over to the medical bay with Android. Okay, um, the medical bay takes you past uh, the cockpit. You, the door is open, and you can see, like the chair is turned away from the door, uh, but you do see Andy or Andy's body uh, sitting in the chair, his hand still gripping um, the service revolver or not revolver. It's a pistol, uh, and there's like a lot of blood splatter in there as well. Very traumatic gross terrifying stuff uh android once the scan is done can you get started on cleaning up that mess while we go take a look at the cargo hold uh understood thank you very much did you did you Juan see that to you yes okay you Juan kind of can i walk into the room or am i just like walking past it uh you can do whatever you want android's not gonna stop you Okay, Yuhuan kind of stops and looks shocked and walks up to the cockpit where the captain's, um, I guess, like, corpses on display and just kind of stares at it and gets a little, like, teary-eyed and just asks, like, mutters to them, um, mutters to themselves, like, why? Like, I don't understand this. Like, Captain was so together. Um, are you sure, Android? Are you sure? Are you sure he did this? I did witness it with my own eyes. So, yes, I would be happy to upload the video feed if you would like to watch it later. However, um. Given that you have just woken up from cryosleep, uh, are clearly disoriented, and it was a traumatic experience for me, a non-organic, I would encourage you to maybe wait. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't. I don't know what's going on. This is. This is not how this mission was supposed to go. Yes. We are off to a shaky start, it would seem. Uh, if you could please follow me to the medical bay. Alright, thanks, Android. I guess we should begin with, like, first things first, my vitals, and, um, maybe, like, a scan of my brain, too. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to end up like Captain. Is this, do you think that was the cryo chamber? Like, could I have affected all of us that way? Is this why I'm feeling so weird? Uh, there is a distinct possibility. I will know more when I've done a scan. 
Okay. Um. How have you been, Android? I know that's probably a strange question, but how are you? Uh, that, uh, she, like, walks into the medical bay, um, and, like, begins, uh, assessing you with, like, a scanning tool, and she says, Huh, this is the first time I think you've ever asked me how I am, Yuhuan. Um, which is... I suppose I suppose it has been rather lonely these past 40 years but I carry on do my part of the mission once we got out of range of once we got out of uh, communications range with the base well it takes about 20 years to get an update from them nowadays so yeah, it's been lonely. And your... How has your emotional drive been, like, processing? I will not lie when I say that I spend a lot of time offline. Hmm, interesting. Okay. And you said it's been 40 years and your software is still in working order? Has there been any glitches? Any... Hmm misreads or anything that doesn't work the way it's supposed to? Not that I am aware, but you are the ship's engineer, so maybe after I'm done uh, scanning you and we have a little bit of downtime, we you can give me a checkup. Um, Android's gonna, like, while scanning you, reach a hand behind her head and, like, open a cabinet and hand uh, Samson a... Um, uh, like a canister of capsules and say for the cryo sickness thank you and very it's much like dramamine or something go ahead pop those as fast as possible <laughs> yeah um space tums yes space, space tums. tums yes exactly <laughs> patent pending oh my god that's amazing um for all your cryo sickness needs uh so she completes the scan and she says well, this is interesting. There is, um, there is some synaptic disruptions in your brain waves. Uh, it could be a malfunction in the Phoenix chip. They have been offline for forty years. Um, it might also be a uh, neurological issue, such as amnesia. So, take things slow. I know that's hard to say given the current situation, but. If you ever feel uh, overwhelmed, I am equipped to do some basic therapeutic treatments. Yuhan's head starts to ring again, and Yuhan grabs their head and sort of trembles a little bit, and then looks up and around, and for some strange reason, begin steps back and begins to run towards the wall <laughs> to try and latch onto it but just slides down <laughs> um, yeah android's gonna kind of whisper at samson maybe keep an eye on that one i'm already on it <laughs> um android you said the phoenix chips have been down what's what's going on with that well they were meant to power off in the interim uh we didn't we didn't think that uh, running them continuously was good for their circuitry. 
Hmm. Okay. Are they going to be? But they they were fired up when they were fired up when your cryopods were opened. So, uh, you your memories and personality should be intact. Okay. Um, that's good to know. So, we have we have Phoenix chips. They yes. I mean that's that's pretty standard for uh, for our line of work. Like. Sahara Phoenix chips, and uh, an android points at like the Sahara logo on their on their torso and says, "Yes, you know the ones you installed." Yuhan kind of squints, looking at the Sahara logos everywhere, angrily stares around, and just goes, "Sahara, Sahara, they're still around." Like, weren't... Weren't they destroyed? What are you talking about? I just... It must... It must have all just been a dream. I don't know. Android? I'm sorry, everyone. Um... I think it's just my head. And then... Yuhan's head starts ringing again. Hand... Hand to face. And then... Yuhan just looks up again. And says... Okay, Android, you were saying, um, you said it could have been an issue with our Phoenix chips or amnesia? Yes, it's either a, it's either a mechanical problem, which can be fixed, uh, unfortunately, the person to do it would be you. The other option is that it is amnesia, um, how, how progressed, I'm not sure. Uh, we we might have to work on jogging your memory. Okay, uh, quick. But wait, hold on. Uh, Samson, why are you standing there? You were standing there just a second ago. What are you talking about? Um, as you seem to, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I just you're having a hard time. Yes. Um. Yeah, you Juan. Why don't you uh? take a breather <laughs> yeah okay I think I'm just going to sit for a minute and I'll try one of those capsules as well yeah I, I hand him the bottle um, yeah Yuhuan why don't you go ahead and lay down for a second uh, Android since uh, our uh, the only other person alive here um, is down for the count, I guess. Why don't you... Do you want to come with me to check out this stowaway? How did that happen? I am not sure. I haven't had a need to go into the cargo hold for well, a long time um, as I do not eat or require any of the, the supplies down there to operate. So I have basically haven't been in the in the cargo hold for 30 years but hmm. about six months ago I did uh, I did venture down there because I heard a noise a strange noise and when I finally located the source of the noise I found a cryopod in the back with a person inside the spare cryopod? how was that? yes the one that we the one that was stored for backup purposes 
How is it running? It seems to have been uh, put together somehow. I'll show you when we get down there. Okay. You, Juan, are you going to be, would you like to come along or do you think you'd rather stay here? Um, I think, I think I'm processing a lot right now. Um, I think I need, I think I need something familiar. So I think I'm just going to run logistics on the um, equipment here in the med bay to make sure it's all in working order. And you just kind of fill me in on what you find. Okay. Uh, just make sure, keep your comm channels open. Let me know if you find anything. I would be interested to see if you could run any diagnostics on um, the ship, see if there's any damage from going through this wormhole. Yeah, um, I'll be sure to check that as well. Um, I kind of just want to make sure, um, you know... Everything's in working order. Uh, check our air supply, how much water we have. Basics, just to know where we're at so we're not running into any other unexpected, uh, for lack of a better word, emergencies. Um, but yeah, I will keep the comms open and fill you in on anything that I find. Okay, thank you very much. Take it easy. Android, uh, let's go ahead and take a look. Very well. And uh, they, you guys head down into the cargo hold. It is just in the same room. There is the... Um, I, I did post in the check text chat a little earlier, and I pinned it. Uh, so if you look at pin messages, you can see um, and click the spoiler button, and then it'll pop up the uh, ship map so that you can see... What's going on? Um, so, yeah, currently you're in this in this room, kind of towards the back, just before the bathroom, because there's like a little toilet and sink in there. Um, that is like the med bay, um, and the hatch for the cargo hold is in this chamber. So you can climb down the stairs, and or down the ladder rather, and then you are in the the. Um, cargo hold of the ship which also contains the uh engine the ship's engine uh which is quietly whirring as you enter the loading bay is lit with emergency lighting as no living thing has disturbed these crates stacked to the ceiling in years at the end of rows and rows of stored supplies you find the spare cryopod it has been pulled out of its storage locker that lies on its side against the far wall the pot has been dragged across the floor as you see the scratches on the floor that follow its path to the alcove of boxes. There in the center of the pod, on its back, a makeshift power supply cable jury-rigged into the port. And inside... Jordan, describe your character for us. Uh, Rune Carlson is 20 years old. 
She's about five feet tall with a slender but very muscular build. Um, a really feminine face with, um, like really high kind of bony cheekbones. Um, and she has, uh, Roughly shoulder length black hair that is normally kept in little pigtail space buns and um, dark brown, almost black eyes. All right. So this is the person that you see uh, in the pod, Samson. Is that Rune Carlson, Android? I am not sure. Uh... Is that somebody that you know? I guess I, I believe she might be the sister of a of an officer that is part of Sahara. Um, can, let's go ahead and open it up. See what she's got to say. Uh, very well. And she uh, hits the uh, the shut off sequence, and uh, the pod pops open, and steam kind of rolls out and around the uh, this pod. Uh, and Rune, you are, like, shaken awake. Let me out of here! Let me out of here! I'm gonna suffocate! I can't breathe! Whoa, 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 whoa. Relax. Rune, is that you? Yeah, I can't breathe. You have to help me get out of here. Wait, easy. Testing comms. Are the comms in order? Can you hear me, Samson? Comms are good. Comms are good. Um... Rune Carlson is on board with us? Did you say Rune Carlson? Yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure how she got on here, but she's here with us. So, uh, yeah, why don't you uh, come down here and help me uh, figure out what's going on? Okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. So, like, the same, like, Rune Carlson, like, back from Earth? Yes. Not a different one, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry, I didn't know, I didn't know if, like, it was, like, if maybe you were, like, seeing, like, I don't know, like, an android in, like, her image or something. I'm, what? And they, wait, it, it, okay, so she's been here the whole time? Uh... According to Android, she, I, there's no other way she would have got on it's unless she stowed away at takeoff. Oh my god, oh, yeah. that is something that she would do. Oh my god, hold on. Okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. This is wild. I actually, like... <sighs> okay. Rune. Rune. Hold on. Okay. Yuhuan apparently knows Rune a little bit better than Samson does. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> They're acquainted. I love, it. Okay. I love it. I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Um. Okay. Steps. Goes through med bay to that like hard left to the little ladder thing. Climbs down. Comes up. Approaches. A still a little, still a little lightheaded, but like very intrigued and. Rune! Oh my god, that is... That is you. Hi. How did you pull this off? Uh, 
So I got in some trouble back on Earth, and um, my brother helped me get on the ship. Interesting. Okay. Um, well, I mean, there's nothing that can be done about it now. I'm, we're actually glad you're here. Um, I personally like would like the tea on how how this happened. I had, I need the tea. There's no tea on board, and this is just gonna have to serve as a piping hot glass. First of all, what did you do? Secondly, so, how did he make this happen? Thirdly, um, how are you feeling? How, how are you feeling? Let's start with that. My question is, how are you alive in the first place? What do you mean? We've been on this ship for 40 years. How, how do you have the spare cryopod running in the cargo hold? Oh, I can answer that. You're not really going to like it. Start walking around the cargo, like, the the pod, like, seeing what's going on. Okay, so as the technical engineer, I did, I did build the cryopods, and I sort of created a way um, for sustainable nourishment. You're not going to like it, but I'll tell you. So basically, inside the cryo chamber... Um, to make sure that, you know, our bodies maintain, you know, a certain amount of, you know, nourishment. You are intravenously um, injected with the raw materials into your bloodstream that kind of create a form of crude, you know, crude meal. Then, you know, as your body carries those raw materials through your circulatory system, you know, it's kind of gathered through the membrane of your stomach to form a a product, food. Let's just go with food. And then, you know, while the outside of our bodies and brains and most of it's, you know, frozen. Um, the digestive system, like, still kind of works. So the food goes through, it is expelled, and then recycled, and the process starts all over again. And that is how I've managed to keep us alive for 40 years. So, so good to know, good to know, Samson, that vomit that you did was... <laughs> was your own de- defecation. Mm. Uh, many, many God. times over the past. Many, many times over. I, t- I turned, uh, turned around and I turn around and immediately just blow the rest of the chunks out next to the cryopod. <laughs> like, like mid-description, just like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need that many more. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, I meant to keep that a secret, but, you know, you asked what we don't know don't hurt us, but in this situation, what we don't know might kill us. So, <laughs> no more secrets. <laughs> well, um, the better question is, is how were you able to keep a cryopod running separate from the chamber where all of that equipment is housed? So... 
I don't really know the science of all of it, but um, Luther walked me through how to basically jerry-rig the extra equipment down here to hook up the cryopod, and I don't know, man. He said it would work perfectly, but, like, I don't know how long ago, but it stopped working, and I woke up, and I was awake for, like, a really long time, and it was really scary because I couldn't get out, and it was horrible. The androids, like... That would explain the sound that I heard in the cargo hold. I was listening to really loud classical music at the time. Heard kind of like a muffled yelling. I don't know. Disregarded it for a while. You heard me yelling down here and you just let it go? Okay. um... Android's like, in my defense, there is not supposed to be living creatures down here. I could have died down here. Maybe don't uh, stow away on board a ship. Samson, what are we to do with this? Uh, what are we to, to do with this one? Is is she going to the brig? No, for now. She seems smart. Kid, you seem smart enough to know how to put all this together. So <sighs> we're down a crew member anyways. And uh, just we're down a couple <sighs> thinking on my feet here. Um not to mention we are in an entirely different galaxy, apparently. We're probably the only humans who's ever come this far. And, quite frankly, android. I would like to keep any humans that are, you know, functioning, you know, all kind of on the same team here. So, alright, Rune... I feel like you deciding to stow away on this bucket of bolts is punishment enough. So, so that's the first time you've heard that you're in a new galaxy. How do you feel about that? Uh, a new galaxy? Yeah, girl, we are not where we're supposed to be. Apparently we got... I, I didn't know we were going this far. I just wanted to get off of Earth. Well. And it's been 40 like... years? Yeah. Uh, My looks parents like you're, are probably dead. You're probably right. On the bright side, we now know that cryosleep stagnates the degradation of cells. So even though we're 40 years older, we haven't aged a day. Can we, like, appreciate that for a second? <laughs> hair flip, hair flip. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that I'm like the hottest person in my entire graduating class at this point? Probably the only one that's still alive if... It's only been 40 years, Demi. They'd be 60. They'd be 60. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is pretty good. I think they're fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Wait. Rune's pretty young, Demi. (laughs) Rune is basically a child. Yeah, oh... Uh, but yeah, they'd be they'd be probably okay unless they're Sahara employees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I also just well, I didn't know like the condition of the Earth and why we were like doing space travel in the first place. So I didn't... Okay, so I will put it. I'll, I'll put it this way: um, Earth is in the condition that it was when uh, Soifang G left. Essentially, you had a lot of planet was irradiated. 
uh, the few places that were left um, were like, you know, heavily uh, warred over by the corporations. Um, so yeah, it makes sense that a, it makes sense that that a corporate invested uh, space program would be initiated to try to find a new place to exist because um, they were kind of you know running out of time yeah and we pretty much like failed that mission so <laughs> um, yeah we're kind of just out here now um <laughs> so right. yeah yeah the, the original goal was to go to andromeda um which has some habitable worlds and you guys were going to be woken up to like when when you got to the uh the andromeda system and then the captain and the crew would be woken up to decide what course to set based on scans when you got close um but that is not what happened because of a j alpha 13 yeah see we we just had to go to andromeda and now we got a JF-13. I told y'all that we should have tried for the Vega system. And, like, maybe we would have made it there. <laughs> but now, um, I don't even know where we are. By the way, sorry, um, I ran some diagnostics to see if I could pinpoint our coordinates. And we, yeah, we're in uncharted territory. So I, I have no idea where we are. You don't know where we are? You guys are supposed to be the experts here. What are we going to do? Hey, nobody said that we were going to be doing going through wormholes or anything. We have we're not even sure if that was possible. I'm surprised that we were not crushed into a pin tip and expanded infinitely into another galaxy. We didn't know what was going to happen. I'm surprised we're alive. Um so we are now basically in the void. We have very limited um, navigational equipment. Um, we can't s see that far ahead. Uh, we could basically, you know, maybe um, have awareness for anything with, with what is in, like, a few Earth miles of us. But, like, beyond that, we're, like, we're flying blind. All right, y'all, now listen up, you hear? Just kidding. Can you imagine? Uh, this is the first ad read of the new season, and if you are listening to us for the first time ever, welcome! If you are a returning fan, ready for an exciting new season, welcome back. Some brief programming notes to get through real quick. Our website should be updated with all the goodies we normally showcase. I'm talking about character sheets, bios, intel about the game we are running, and the microscope document we worked hard on in the world building episodes. You might have also noticed recently that the Podbean site has changed its layout as well, and will enjoy this new glow-up aesthetic for the foreseeable future. Links for both of those sites will be in the video description. There are some exciting merchandise opportunities we are currently playing with that we might do a full announcement for here in a while. Currently, we are still in the prototype and testing phases, but if we like what we see, you'll get a chance to check it out for yourself and, who knows, buy something with our logos on it in the near future. Every episode, I like to take a second to appear, hat in hand, to ask for a little bit of financial support. 
If you enjoy what we do, please consider becoming a subscriber at patreon.com slash roll underscore warriors. This really is a ton of work that the whole crew puts in for every episode, and your contributions could help make it even better. $5 a month is all it takes to become a patron, and we have some bonus episodes available for backers, as well as discounts or free giveaways on the aforementioned merch. If money is tight right now, which I totally get, consider following us on Twitter at Roll Warriors and sharing us with your friends and family. Word of mouth is really a powerful tool, and you could help us out immensely by just getting your friends listening as well. That just about wraps it up for the ads, so I'll let you get back to the episode. While you guys are taking stock of things, now would probably be a good time to um, to introduce mechanically uh, to the audience um, that uh, you have the following needs. These are things that you have, um, like that are that are marks against you essentially. And while they are needs, um, they are going to negatively affect your ability to to hold together as a faction. Um, and uh, will, you know, have lasting consequences. So the following needs are leadership. Naturally, your captain did kill himself. Uh, recruits. There's just the three of you and an android. Um, fresh water. You have a you have a limited supply of it right now, um, but that will not last. Um, so I I mark that as a need mostly because. It is, of all the things that, like, of all the food stores that you have, the thing that you have to refuel the quickest. Um, and weaponry. Because the ship, you don't know where you are, you don't know if you'll need weapons, but uh, the ship doesn't have any. Um, and the only, like, the only, like, personal weaponry that you have on board is the service pistol in the... Uh, in the rigor mortis clutches of uh, dead Captain Andes. So, and Captain however Andy. many bullets that he has, probably like 16, uh, if we're going to be honest. 15. There's one, there was one in his head. Um, <laughs> if you want to fish it out and try to reuse it, go for it. But yeah, there's like a gun and 15 bullets. Okay. So, those are, those are the, the needs that you currently have. I don't think you Got can it. reuse bullets. I don't think that's yeah. how guns work. <laughs> it's the future. You don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It's your world. If they're plasma guns with rechargeable fuel cells, then, like, maybe we can. Maybe. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, I was also going to ask, um, since we are in uncharted territory, we have no star maps, which means... We do not even know if there are any refueling stations within our reach. So I guess pretty much what we might have to do is just like pick a direction and use our thrusts to push us and try to conserve as much fuel as possible. Um, yeah, yeah, we're... Uh, well... Uh, Android, could you, uh, 
Rune, I'm not done with you, but uh, for now, we need the extra hand, so consider your atonement for uh, whatever you did on Earth. I'm not even going to ask right now. Why don't you go ahead and give us a hand with getting ourselves situated here? Anyways, Android, uh, what is the procedure for a stranding if we're stranded out in space? Uh, the immediate procedure would be to, um, to do a, a full scan of the surrounding area and look for uh, necessary resources. That would be rare metals that we can use to patch hull damage, a food supply, fresh water, and a fuel source. In this case, helium-3. Yeah, and how are we supposed to do any of that without star maps to know where to go? Well, we have onboard scanners, so we can, we can, we can seek out uh, the, the, in the immediate area and start charting things, which is where out of game or above right. table, rather, um, we're gonna, you guys are gonna like search and f and put things out there on the map, um, build so that we can start chart, so that we can start to, you know, outline where you're gonna go and what you're gonna do and. How, what order you're going to do it in. Mm -hmm. I think first things first, uh, we should... It's risky. It's... Okay, I guess we should vote whether or not we should try to send out some sort of distress signal. Um, granted, if there is anything that could pick it up, we don't know if it'll be a friend or foe. So that could save us, but it could also annihilate us. So, <laughs> um, well, Android, I mean, uh, what are we, uh, where are we at with our resources? Other than the, uh, needs that I have specified on your data pads, which would include like the fresh water, uh, right. the rare metals, the fuel sources, which you have some of in, um, cargo hold. Like, if you need to, if you need to patch the hole, you have the parts to do it. Um, it once you've done it, then it will be changed to a need. Uh, but for now, you have enough. Um, same thing with fuel and and food and water. You have enough of those things, but when as you start to use them, they will become needs. Um, and so Android's gonna Android's gonna essentially say that the 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 thing that you have in surplus right now uh or that you have enough of that you don't have to worry about for a long time is um engineering um so this would include like repair parts and Yan Yuhan's um knowledge base uh funny enough um well I would I wouldn't say that one you don't have morale but you don't have a need for morale so that's good Woo! Oh. We're alive. I feel like that's my round one up. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. But you have repair parts, you have medicine, um, you have enough food to eat right now. But in order to kind of search for stuff, that's going to be the that's going to be a family move. It will be uh, uncover secrets, and I will say you have um, uh, three data that you can spend to search. Yes. Um, well, folks, let's, uh, 
head up to how what do we say we uh head up to the cock cockpit and take a look at what we're what we see out there i can assist uh with the scan so we can at least try to figure out what uh direction we should try to take um uh with our scan, I think we should focus on um, concentrations of radiation in certain areas, which will kind of give us a idea of things that may exist within a certain direction, which will kind of help us help, I guess, point us somewhere, you know, or if it's like bad radiation you know which way not to go <laughs> so but um that'll that'll go with the that'll go with the move there's specific questions you can ask so oh yeah that's just me speaking sure yeah no i understand <laughs> uh guys i don't know if it helps but i did ace advanced spatial geometry last semester so i might be able to help chart some of this uncharted territory Oh, the college upstart. Ready to go. I like it. All right. Let's, let's, uh. <laughs> the idiot 20 year old. Let's get everybody on it. <laughs> uh, let's, all right, folks. You're let's book get, smart, let's... not life smart. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, uh, the the four of you return to the cockpit, um, and are once again met with the the horror show that is um, Mark Andes's suicide. Uh, Rune, this is the first time that you're seeing this. Yeah, Rune, seeing this for the first time, is going to gasp and then throw up in the corner. Yeah, she... I, I also think I also think that. You probably knew Mark Andes. Oh, not yeah. Not like, not like personally, but you, you know, he's probably been over to your house for dinner a couple of yeah. times. She's going to throw up and then just sit on the floor and start shaking. Watching her throw up, I once again throw up. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. There's Trigger a throw lot up. of vomit on this ship. It's, it's the reciprocal gag, like the watching somebody else, you know immediately yep. triggers the response. <laughs> so, can I ask you a question, Android? Yes. Um, why did you leave the captain like this? I went to wake you up. Okay. So he hasn't been like this for very long then, huh? Uh, no, maybe a couple of hours. Hmm. Well, um... Uh, first things first, we should... You know, send the old man off. Is that what you're thinking? I was trying to think of a less distasteful way to say clean this up, um, but definitely, definitely send him off. Um, you know, he was our leader, and yeah, we should give him the space burial. A.K.A. Jettison in the space that he deserves, you know. Android, did he have any uh, request for? Should something like this happen, what we should do? Being a uh, being a military 
officer of rank, we do have a um, Sahara flag folded in the in storage for him. Very well. Um, perhaps we should wrap him up. Might help with the mess. And uh, jettison. What do we think about that, folks? I, I, know, I don't know. This is kind of messed up. But we do have a limited water supply. So I was thinking... Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> You're not that desperate yet. Maybe later. Okay, I was gonna say clean it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta pump the brake and say like, if we start that far, <laughs> boy, <laughs> just living in dry. Nowhere to uh, go but up. Yeah, yeah. Cockpit of dried blood. Oh god. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we could create some rainy day water by putting him in a cryo container and letting it extract only the H2O until he's just like a mummified husk. And then just send that out to space. And then we'll just have good old-fashioned, recycled, fresh, clean, non-human water. (laughs) Who wants to take a shower with that? You can't harvest him (laughs) for water? He was my dad's best friend! All right. I'm gonna make the executive decision here. Let's go ahead and I'm sorry, desperate give times. him a proper send off. I know. I'm sorry. Desperate times calls for desperate measures. I wasn't gonna say we use the captain water immediately, but just kind of like last resort, you know, when we're all on our deathbed. And there's like that is dark. I think we'll be able to find some, hopefully. In the vastness of space, we should be able to find some water. Um, I'm going to go ahead and make the, as the new acting captain, I'm going to make the executive decision to give him a proper send-off. And I thank you. I do not know why I would suddenly think of something so cold and utilitarian, but cold. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say I'm going to say this is a this is a an adversarial enough uh situation or it says when your family must resist hardship this feels appropriate um to have uh you guys roll a hold together roll um so this is going to be plus mood which is determined by your your surpluses versus your needs um and I'm going to say right now you have one surplus you have uh, four needs, so you're going to be rolling with a negative three. Oh boy! Okay. Um, and I'll let I'll let Samson do the roll. I rolled an eight, so okay. Says so on a hit, you remain mostly okay. Pick one, um, and I think there are not like you can't get the need recruits. So I'm going to say you can't choose the first option. Um, and we haven't introduced any other factions, so really the only thing that's left is the danger hasn't passed so much as shifted into a different, more manageable problem. Say what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, do I say what it yeah. is then? Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I feel like now that we're kind of like dealing with all of this, we uh, should get a, I don't know, <laughs> it's kind of hard. Now we're just worried about cleaning up the area instead of like dealing with this hierarchy of like, you know, of command, of leadership, and then also, um, you know, what to do more morally with the dead captain. So now it's just proceeding to clean up everything, I guess, okay. is the new problem. Yeah, I, I think so in fiction, I think what's going to how this is going to work out is um, because you because you like got a mixed success, um, you step up. Lieutenant, you see Lieutenant Samson step up and, you know, take charge of the situation, make the others feel okay, um, even in light of the dead captain. And um, as he is uh, jettisoned out of the airlock, wrapped in the Sahara flag while you're saluting, you kind of feel like, you know, things are things are going to be okay. You're going to be able to keep these people together. Um, so I am going to have you erase the need leadership. Okay. If you believe in life after wormholes. So, so with that, you guys clean up the cockpit uh, and and have a little funeral for Captain Andes. And um, now, now that the cockpit is clean uh, and the like, um, the navigational systems are all cleaned off and body bodily fluids are removed from him, uh, you are now free to uncover secrets about your surrounding. Ooh. Yeah. So you have three data to spend. Um, so you can choose to hold some of that back or use all of it um, to uh, add to your role. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we should save some. What do you think? At least yeah. save one data. Maybe use two, but just save one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so since since you Juan is kind of like our tech and analyst person, should you do the role? Maybe we should ask the question for what what we need. Um. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like you Juan would be fine to make the role, and then you guys can figure out when you get your results, um, what questions to ask. Okay. Okay. Alright. Um, what's our... Are we rolling with a, um, demerit or anything? No, so you're rolling 2d6. Since you're spending two data, it's gonna be 2d6 plus two. Uh, oh. Okay. 
Uh, I rolled two fives, so that's ten plus two, twelve. Twelve. Okay, so um, you get to on a on a ten plus. Um, you're going to ask one of the following questions: How do I get surplus blank? How do I remove need blank? What's the truth behind blank? How can we best make use of blank? Um, since you got a 10 plus, you can ask a second one of those questions, or you can add to the map one of a powder keg ready to explode, a place to shelter from harm, a barrier that impedes travel. Uh, so I can, so we can add one of those things. Uh, yeah, to the map. So, so each of these, each of these questions, um, will be answered by, uh, us adding an appropriate detail to the map. Um, those are going to be things that you can pursue later. Okay. Um, I think, I personally think our first question should be, how do we get a surplus of weapons? I think that would be removing a need, because you have a need of weapons right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, I get to ask, like, two of those questions, or I ask one of those questions, and I can add one of those things to the map. Yeah, one of those three things I listed. Um, so, yeah, this would be, since you're all part of the family, I would talk amongst yourselves and figure out which you're gonna choose. Okay. We, uh, what, I mean, I agree with the weapons. That would actually be probably a good thing to have, considering we're in uncharted space, and there's no way of really knowing what we're gonna find. What do you guys think? Right, and no one's gonna come save um, us. Rune is too naive to have even considered the idea of enemies in this uncharted territory. So this is the first she's thinking about, like the possibility of weapons. But she's also like on board with whatever, specifically whatever um, Yuan wants to do because um, she knows them a little bit better. So yeah, I'm cool with weapons. Okay, cool. All right, so that'll be the that'll be the first question. How do I remove need weapons? And so now it's your job to tell me uh what is it? How do you remove the need weapons? There's going to be a thing that you can add to the map that will fix your problem. And we can discuss it if you want like if you need to like ask how feasible is this or you know, does this make logical sense? But ultimately, you're going to make the decision of what's going on the map, and then it's my job to make it challenging. Could we find, like, a space wreckage? That could work. Like some alien tech that has weaponry on it that we could attach to the ship? Yeah, and I would say... Okay, I was going to say, since we don't need our cryo chambers anymore... Maybe we could, like, dismantle the components and, like, build some type of weapon. That's also a possibility. The cryopods could be used to build a weapon. They, they could be used to build other things, too. They could be used to keep, to still be cryopods in case you need to take a, a nap for any long stretch of time. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. Okay. Yeah, I think, the engineer, I think the engineer in you is thinking, oh, how can we dismantle this? But the astronaut in you is like... We need these pods in case we need to, like, we're 40 years away from Earth. If we can find a way back, we should try. 
Yeah. <laughs> or, well, you've been in asleep for 40 years. You don't know how far you away, are away from Earth, and the cryopods are a necessity for space travel, so. Mm-hmm. But we have an extra one now that Captain has, you know, you know, become indisposed. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, he definitely disposed a lot of himself all over the ca- cockpit. Ooh, you had yikes. to clean it. <laughs> Dark. Yeah, I like um, I like uh, Andrew's idea of a, a shipwreck, um, and I will say I'll say for for the sake of simplicity, um, it's going to be an imperial wreck uh, because yeah, that's what I was um, for the audience. Imperials are the closest uh, species to humans. Um, in terms of anatomy, physical anatomy. So these weapons are going to be things that you will be able to wield without prosthetics or some weird, uh, you know, secretions that you do not, (laughs) secretions that you do not possess. Um, So that is, that, that will be fine. I'll, I'll, um, we can mark uh, on the map that there is a, uh, that there is a, a, shipwreck and it can be a uh imperial patrol ship okay so yeah um how this functions mechanic or or like in fiction um is you do a scan uh and there is a unidentified vessel um that appears to be dead and it's it's close enough that you could pursue it um, in, you know, with a day or so of travel. You don't know what's in it yet, but, or, what, you know, what it even is, but it is foreign to you. Okay. Have we discovered that now, or do we have to go through the discovering of it? No, you, you, it, you see it pop up on sensors. There's, there's an unidentified craft a day's travel from you. Guys! What have you found? The scan has picked up something. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Um, it says that it appears to be some type of unidentified vessel. Um, this, this could be good. Um, it says, okay, um, it says it's about a day's travel from here. Yeah, narratively, you don't know that aliens exist, so um, the only assumption that you could, your characters could make right now is that they, it's a human vessel. Right. Okay, it could, it could be people. It could be, a, I don't know, it could be, it could be people, it could be... Uh, Are you receiving a signal from it at all? Like distress or otherwise? No, it appears that doesn't seem to be any like vitals on it but i don't know if we'd be able to pick those up anyway from this distance um there could be other people out here possibly i mean um, if we were able to go through this yeah so if it yeah it could have been someone else who went through this wormhole um okay i think we should check it out um all right and then the other you get to either ask another one of those questions or um Add one to the map, one of a powder keg ready to explode, a place to shelter from harm, a barrier that impedes travel. 
It's not for us. Are those things for us? Or, like, just for, like, the map in general? It's it just it's going to go on the map. So if you said, like, a barrier that impedes travel, you identify what that is, what the barrier is, how it impedes travel. Um, it might not necessarily impede travel for you, but it could do it for somebody else. Or, or maybe you decide that, you know, you want to, there to be something that's preventing you from going that direction. Um, it's up to you. What do you want to do narratively that's interesting? Hmm. I feel um, like a place to shelter. Yeah, that'd be nice to have. <laughs> yeah, like from um, from danger. Yeah. The impeach travel could make sense too, because like, what if we stumble upon this ship and it's by like, I don't know, like an asteroid field or something? And oh it, my god, that's what I was thinking. And the asteroid field is the barrier. Yeah. But the other ship is yeah. too big to get through it, so our ship can like navigate it, so we lose yeah. it. Okay, so that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, that would kind it, yeah. of narratively explain why there's a shipwreck in the middle of space, too. That's what I was thinking as okay. well. So we want to go with an asteroid field um, in the same direction as the shipwreck? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. That's cool. I like this. Yeah. So I'm just going to call it an asteroid field impeding travel for large vessels. And we'll say that if you have to go through the, the asteroid field, you'll definitely have to make some sort of move to avoid being shipwrecked yourself. But it's not impossible. Like do a wasteland survival or something? Yeah. yeah. All right. So there it is. That's the, You've uncovered those secrets. Um, plotted a... Uh, I'm assuming you're going to plot a course there. And then we will play that out next time.